Hey everyone, welcome to the Revive West Des Moines podcast. I'm Jamie Richards, the Young Adult Minister at Hope West Des Moines. What you are about to hear is the live recording from Revive West Des Moines this past week. We hope you can connect with God and the good life that God has for you through what you hear in this message. Give it a listen. Hello, if we haven't had the chance to meet, my name is Chris Kimston. I look shockingly similar to the guest speaker from last week. And that's because that's what I am. I'm not gonna stand in the middle, I'm gonna lurk around the edge. Uh, I was told that that was more me, and uh, still don't know how I feel about that one. So, uh, super excited to be with you. Uh, Jamie uh, was really hoping to be here with you all, and I know she would have done anything to be able to. So, um, we, I know there's lights up here, and there's cameras, and there's all those things, but now um, it, we're going to have Isaac play some super spiritual keys under me. Uh, and I, I don't say that to minimize the moment. What I am saying is actually quite the opposite, which is a lot of times if we do something new in this space, you're like, wow, this is something different. Wow, this is, you know, is this better? Is this worse? We compare, we do all these things. But at this point, you know, we have all this great music and we have all these things and I can hear my voice behind me, which is a little disorienting. But it's just us here talking about the thing we show up to talk about every single week at Revive, which is just how much God loves us. And so um, we have this vision at Hope and have had this vision of hopefully through worship, through prayer, through teaching, and through gatherings like this, we would hope to bring God's kingdom here. And uh, nights like this are just a fun glimpse of different ways to do that. It's a, it's a really fun example of what exactly it looks like uh, when we try to step out of the box and do that. And so thank you for stepping into unknown with us and just worshiping God. Tonight wraps up a really impactful series. And with music like this, uh, I won't talk for very long. Don't worry. I asked, uh, I asked if they could just do the, that song twice. Uh, and they thought maybe uh, instead what we could do is just prepare our hearts for exactly what's going to happen afterwards. Jamie has left us with uh, some fantastic uh, instructions that she is, uh, as we walk through some uh, prayer exercises, some different ways to connect with our creator. Uh, but before that, I thought maybe uh, I could... Uh, speak into uh, some things to orient our hearts for that. So we've been talking about how exactly to get past the unrelenting noise of the world around us. That's anxiety, that's depression. Maybe for some of us in this room, statistically, it's absolutely true among our demographic people dealing with substance abuse. Uh, you're welcome here if that is something that you're struggling with and there's help for you. Um, maybe it's just a bad relationship. Maybe it's a circumstance that you just can't see your way out of. But maybe it's a combination of all those things. And here we find ourselves in this space trying to figure out where God has next for us. And we've talked about practical ways to step into hope during this season. Not just the church, but what the church represents. Relentless hope. And we've been talking about things uh, like John the Baptist saying Jesus will ignite a fire within you, this new kingdom of life within you. Uh, we've talked, uh, Morgan Folds, who uh, works at the Hope Elam campus, talked about temptations and wilderness and how we have hope in a God who says, who gets to say who you are. Uh, we talked about eliminating hurry, about how being frantic and rushed and hurried uh, can kill our relationships with God and our relationships with each other. 
Last week, some, uh, we had the chance to, or two weeks ago, uh, we had the chance to hear from our awesome team about what it looks like to worship. And then last week, you had some guy talk about prayer. Now, tonight is a celebration of all of these different methods as we seem to uh, think of it in this way. This is to cap off the series. We're celebrating that we have a God that cares about what we're feeling and gives us a way to march out of that relentless noise. So we will get to our stuff in just a second, but first, uh, Jamie wanted me to note, tonight is about space, not like stars and planets and whatnot. Technically, we are in space, existential moment for the day, but <laughs> we're talking about making space. It'd be a lot more fun if we could make jokes about stars and things. It's much more difficult to realize that we may not have left space for God in a while. Maybe I'll just make more planet jokes instead of realizing that I actually haven't given God the chance. Maybe you're like, oh, maybe we can just make more Star Wars jokes, maybe about space, and then I don't have to worry about what God is leading me to next. Tonight is about space for us to give God space to work in us. What can God do if we give God space in our hearts? And before we do that, our scripture reading for the evening, you heard it read before from the message, and uh, it's actually just right after we uh, left off in our reading. Last week, it's in Matthew chapter 6, uh, verse 30 through 34, and uh, I'll give you, I'll read from the NIV translation, which is just another one, not to belittle the message, uh, just maybe some of these words resonate in you either more or in different ways. So uh, feel free to pull that out on your phone, on your Bibles, whatever that happens to be, and uh, I will read that to you now. I marked it because I'm a professional. Matthew chapter 6, verse 30. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, that is to say temporary, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith, so do not worry saying, what will we eat or what will we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. If you spend any amount of time in church, you've heard this verse read before. And the hard reality is that sometimes the interpretation of it and the advice that comes from it can do more harm than good. Because if you're like me and you read this, you get more anxious by, telling some, by somebody telling you not to be anxious. You're like, hey, I'm really dealing with this thing. And they're like, don't worry about that. Why? Because worrying is bad. Oh, now I have two problems, right? I can tell you as a clinically anxious person myself, but even if that's not you, you'd be able to relate to this if you aren't. The only thing more anxiety-inducing than being anxious about something is to have all those circumstances of your life be true. The whole reason why you're anxious, those things that are causing you stress in life, those broken relationships, those struggles that you're feeling, to have anxiousness about all of that, but have the added weight that you're sinning because you're anxious about the things that, if we're perfectly honest, feel reasonable to be anxious about. 
Because that's not what this verse is saying, actually. Because if you can just Rubik's Cube your brain into a powerful space, if you can just trust God enough, then as if you could avoid the stresses of the world and everything will just slide right into place in your life. No, you're gonna still have the same problems. The circumstances will still be the same. So another way that some church leaders try to deal with this is by trying to convince you, just get some perspective because your little life doesn't really matter in the, the infinite majesty of God. You're just a speck of dust. It's another way they try to do it. We're just lucky to be on the ride, but that's also not the point. That might work to get you to shift your perspective, but that's not what God thinks about you. If I had enough time to make eye contact with each and every person in this room, I would say it over and over again. That's not what God thinks about you. That is not what God thinks about you. Instead, this verse is actually highlighting just how highly God thinks of you. Do you know God created mankind to live forever in the garden? Death was not a part of the original thing. Before humans could do anything to mess it up, God looked at the core of people and said, you are very good. Death was never supposed to be a part of it. And this verse is saying the grass of the fields and the birds of the sky, these things that are brief and fleeting, and even in compared to our lives, they're so beautifully and completely provided for by the God of the universe. So why wouldn't you expect that you are? How much safer should you be, the author asks. Jesus is stating, as Jesus spoke this, Jesus is stating that, and this is something that I want us to, to either write on your heart, write in a notebook, write in whatever it is to write, but... We concern ourselves with our shortcomings in the world, but God wants to focus our love in eternity. We concern ourselves with the shortcomings of the world, but God wants us to focus on our love in eternity. This, is, this verse is not saying that we should be concerned about not making enough money to pay rent. You should be concerned about that. This verse is not saying that we shouldn't be concerned about the injustice that our neighbors face. We should be concerned about that. This verse is not saying that we shouldn't be concerned about the cancer diagnosis that our family member got or that you yourself are facing because you should be concerned about that. This passage is saying, despite the myriad of circumstances in the world, despite the existence of human brokenness with a falling world, we are still able to know that the animating force that created and sustains all things still shows up and loves us in each and every one of those moments. And how in those moments that you're stressed and you feel overwhelmed and you feel alone, how might knowing that God loves you, really letting that in, really meeting God in that moment, how might that change your perspective, your heart, and therefore how you're able to navigate through those challenges that you're facing? The last part of this verse states in its most literal translation for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. 
So we've looked at ways this series to escape all this noise, to escape the crushing weight of these very real worries. And we can model it here tonight. Something else I wanna try to convince us of tonight is sometimes when our worries are pulling us to past pain or uncertain future, we can meet God in this moment. Did you notice a lot of our pain isn't right now? It's usually something that happened that for some reason we're stuck there. Or a lot of our anxiety is like, oh no, but like what if these list of, and you can list them in ascending order of terrifyingness. You look at it and you're like, oh no, I'm living in this time in the future until that moment actually comes and then you're worried about something else. But our invitation here, when our worries pull us to past pain or uncertain future, we can say, God, here I am. Uh, I, this is not, this sounds like a weird flex. It's not, I'm going off script now. Um, there's a tattoo that I have that I got one when my wife and I both got when we were married. It's a Hebrew word. Uh, it says Hanani. Hanani is a word that means here I am. And it's said in the Old Testament a lot. And actually, whenever God calls somebody's name, Abraham says it, um, David says it, Jacob says it, a bunch of different people, they say Hanani. It, it's not a roll call. Hey, here I am. It's like, like here I am over here. It's when you hear your name called by God and you say, yep, me, outside of brokenness, outside of hangups, outside of habits, outside of predispositions, outside of whatever circumstance I'm failing, you, your first, middle, and last name, right here, God, here I am. That's our opportunity tonight. Hanani, Elohim. Regardless of whether or not worship and prayer have been your thing or not, the question for us remains, what does it look like to show up right now and say, God, whatever is behind me, God, whatever is in front of me, I am right here with you. Please be in this space with me now and show me something new because I really need it. Because we can believe that that's the invitation we have always it's not always gonna feel like this. You're not always gonna have Isaac playing this super sweet music under you. You're, you're not, and this might be a celebration, but you're like, I won't always have Chris preaching at me. Yeah, okay, a few too many cheers for that, that's fine. <sighs> Cry about that later. Um, we concern ourselves with shortcomings in the world, but God wants us to focus our love in eternity, not like laser beamed up somewhere else in heaven, but I'm talking about the type of love that is available here to us always and now. That's the kind of eternity I'm talking about. The type of love that's never gonna run out. The type of inverse economy of love where the more you give away, the more you have. We can meet God in this moment. I wrote in a Sharpie because I didn't want to forget it. Caught my eye. Eugene Peterson, at the end of his message translation of this verse, says it. I could have just said this at the beginning. If you hear anything I say tonight, hear this and let it reverberate in your heart as we step into these exercises, this prayer exercises, and worship together. Pay full attention to what God is doing right now. 
because if you're thinking it's nothing, pay attention and boy, are you gonna be surprised. Amen. Pay attention to what God is doing right now. Thanks for listening, everyone. Revive West Des Moines happens every Thursday night at Hope in West Des Moines, and we'd love to connect with you on social media. So find us and let us know where you're listening from. And whenever you're in town, we would love to have you come to Revive and join us live. Peace out, Scouts.